has been an awakening. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Have you felt it? The Riley and Kimmy Show. Thursday such a crazy, lazy day. Thursday has its own peculiar way of saying hey. Sometimes Thursday almost makes you want to run away. Thursday such a crazy Oh, it is, and that is one of Kimmy's favorite songs of all time. You can actually probably catch her singing that today at Megacon Orlando. Yeah, that's right. And the person right next to me will possibly be singing that. Jeremy, I got one nice. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi there. I'm your host, Patrick Riley. Riley, Riley, what a He's a man who's understood in Brooklyn or in Hollywood. Riley, Riley, what a guy. Though he's still like voters and he's tender as a lamb. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, that, hey, you like my jingle? Mm-hmm. Yes, the Riley and Kimmy show, all about going back in time. And right next to me is somebody who is quite happy. It is Thursday because it's a throwback Thursday and also because Megacon Orlando is underway. She's happy and she's Welcome to the studio, Kimmy. Thank you very much. Now, the question for you is, can you focus long enough with this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show? Because I know you got a lot of things to distract you, because MegaCon Orlando is going on today, starting today, at the Orange County Convention Center. I know. I'll try to focus. Um, I don't think I'll be singing that. That's a little bit slow-paced, the Thursday really? song, for like today, because it's MegaCon Day. Okay. Well, <gasps> well, you know, sometimes they it, change the... Yeah. The tempo of song, so you could sing that song, but you know, move up the tempo Faster. a little bit. Yeah, join Kimmy in that. A little that. bit more hyper. And if you would like to be part of that, uh, we will be recording elements for the Riley and Kimmy show. You can be part of the Riley and Kimmy show if you're at MegaCon today, tomorrow, or whatever day. Just hook up with us via social media. And by the way, if you know something really cool for us to uh, look at, spotlight, please let us know. That includes vendors, that includes artists, that includes cosplayers, collectors, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on and on. So help us uh, highlight, spotlight some things or many things at this year's MegaCon. And just follow us on social media. It's the best way to communicate with us. And that way we can make you part of this MegaCon Orlando experience. And if you are from afar... You can't make it to MegaCon this time. Well, there's MegaCon Tampa Bay scheduled coming up in the latter part of September, right? I believe so. Yeah, it is. And might give you an idea of what uh, you could expect with Tampa Bay and make plans to fly to Orlando. It's a great, great time to come in for a vacation. Mm -hmm. And you can share it with your friends, too. So check out our website. We'll have uh, video updates, podcast updates that are just oriented for Megacon and the experience. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And you can find out more on our website. What is our web address? RileyandKimmy.com Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at RileyandKimmy.com Pop culture escapism. The Riley and Kimmy show. Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? That is a big question. Does Kimmy want to go back in time on this throwback Thursday and challenge her brain cells with a game of pop culture trivia? What say you, Kimmy? Oh, yeah. That is good to hear. One of the things we need to point out, the timeline has been adjusted a little bit. It's not running 100% in chronological or linear order. This is an opportunity for you at home, you in the car, you at work, at class, wherever. 
Hopefully it's not behind bars. But if it is, it's your opportunity to play along with Kimmy and myself. Shout out answers to Kimmy. She believes in time travel answers. Uh, you, you really do, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Kimmy's in your past. You are in her future. The two of you can talk according to her. Some temporal thing happens. Just, uh, you know, whisper, shout, talk to whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now. Could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. Very first question we have for you, Kimmy, is in a favorite category of yours. (laughs) Throwback moment here, Kimmy. What is that the sound effect of? Ah, movie projector. Yes, millennials, that is the way films used to be shown. Even in school. Mm Mm-hmm. Moving to the category known as film and movies, cinema, if you prefer, Kimmy. It was on this date, the final of the trilogy of the Indiana Jones films premieres. Now, our question for you is, we got a couple. What year, within two years, did the final trilogy, there would eventually be a fourth, but the final trilogy... When did the last one happen, and what was its title, the whole franchise title? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Kimmy, are you confident? No. <laughs> Kimmy is, is right. Oh! Kimmy, tell me the two stars of that movie. Harrison Ford. Yes, who played his father. Um... Uh, um, he, he had played he, James he Bond. He played Kimmy. James Bond, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Played Robin Hood, um, too, at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you do it? Um, Didn't think this was that difficult. Please, please give Kimmy the I answer. No. Whisper it to her. It's, um... You can do it. Completely escaped. S-C. That's his initials. Sean Connery. That's correct. What year did this film come out, Kimmy? Within two years. 88? You get it within two. It was 1989. Who directed this film? Steven Spielberg. And who was the producer? Steven Spielberg. George Lucas. George Lucas. We're looking for, well, we'll make it fair here. Was it the 1800s or the 1900s this happened? Mary Had a Little Lamb by Sarah Hale is first published. Was it the 1800s? Or the 1900s. The 1800s? You're right. 1830 is when that happened. (laughs) Computer question time, Kimmy. I know you love these. Yeah, technology questions. So any uh, techies out there, help Kimmy out right now. It was on this date, IBM announces vacuum tube electronic brain that could perform 10 million operations an hour. Our question for you is, within 10 years, when did that device come to be? Um, 1970? Boy. Not close enough, Kimmy. 1954. Oh. Think about that. Wow. It was the size of a house. It was very big, actually. Not quite the size of a house. The year is 1969, Kimmy. This song, it, it hits number one, and it stays number one for five weeks. That is phenomenal. Could not be done in today's standards. It couldn't, right? Mm-mm. Not five weeks, right? Mm-mm. The year, 1969. Tell me the title of this song. Georgia was a man who thought he was a mona, but he knew he couldn't last. Georgia lived his home in Tucson, Arizona, for some California grass. Jimmy, what's the name of that song? Get Back. Get Back. is a hit for five weeks at number one. The Beatles. You're right. Staying in 1969, staying in the world of music, this single is released. It would become the Billboard Song of the Year. Tell me the recording group. A 
on. My blood sugar is going up, Kimmy. It really is. Well, better, be, better test me. Better watch out. Kimmy, can you tell me who had that as a hit? The Archies. That's right. And you know, that was my first 45 on the back of a cereal box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about? They, uh-huh. they used to have 45s on the back of cereal boxes. That was my first. Now, I don't know what box it was on. I don't know if it was on Super Sugar Crisp. Don't think it was honeycombs because I, I didn't like honeycomb. Mm. It, it had to have one awesome prize in it for me to get honeycombs, and I wouldn't eat them. Feed them to the dog. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, here, here you go. Have some honeycombs. <laughs> so, yeah, it, were you that way too? Yeah, just like when they came in those little mini cereal packages in the packs. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. like the 12 pack or whatever, and like certain cereals you'd eat, and certain cereals were like. Well, see, those were great for one thing. You could take those along. I was in, you know, Boy Scouts and stuff, and you take those and you just give the bad ones to somebody mm. that you don't really care for. I mean, uh-huh. give them, go, here you go. Have the blank, whatever. Apple Jacks. There you go. Hey, I liked Apple oh, Jacks. Okay. What is wrong with you, Kimmy? I liked Apple Jacks. Anyhow, I hope I can find one of those 45s, like the uh, the Archie's Sugar Sugar. And I think I had a Beatles one, too. I you, can't... You, you could get those to play? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, see, it played okay. on it played on my Kenner close and play. Oh wow. Well. Maybe which, that was it. But I also had a a at the time it, it was a hand me down. It was called a hi fi. Did you ever hear anybody go? You gonna play that on the hi fi? Wow. But I sounded really like I see. I was I was raised by like you, but by older people. I was my parents were fifty when they had me, and so when I would show up and talk to kids my age, I I, I was like a time traveler to them. They're like. I think he's an alien. Because <laughs> I go, yeah, I heard that on the hi-fi. They're like, what? What is he talking about? Hi-fi? You want, you want us to put our hands up? No. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'll play it on the thing with the record player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'd love to find uh, the Archies. Not to play it, but to frame it. Because some of that had some really nice art. Some of those uh, cutout 45s on the back of cereal boxes. Some people collect those. Hmm. Boy, I wonder if I can find one of those at Megacon. If not, I... I wish we could find a really, really nice, heavy emphasis, retro collectible convention. Yeah. I'm Me- meaning retro nostalgia. Yes. You know, I, current stuff's great, but I mean really heavy, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s toys and stuff. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. And music and vinyl and stuff like that. And eight tracks. Wow. Yeah. Those are rarer. These days. Yes, they Rare, are. Rarer. Unfortunately, there are some promoters that see Megacon, and they see Dragon Con, and they see San Diego Comic Con, and New York Comic Con, and C2E2, and they're like, we're going to do that in Hooterville. Right. And, you know, instead of being like a niche. And all specialty. you see are pop vinyls. And yes, yes. Yeah. That, that That's the sad part. Yeah. Moving back to trivia, Kimmy. It was on this date in 1974. It was the last episode, the last show on NBC for this individual. The show had aired for nine years. It was an actor-singer who had his own show. Here's his signature song, Tell Me Who It Is. Everybody loves somebody somehow. Everybody falls in love somehow. Who is it, Kimmy? Dino. Yeah. Dean Martin. Yes, you got it. Not Dino from the Flintstones. I was about to go, rip, 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 rip. <laughs> I was going to say, no. well, yeah, okay, yeah, you, you got it. The year's 1980. This song hits number 56 on the top 100, the, the hot 100 of Billboard. Tell me the name of the recording group. Can you tell me the name of the group, Kimmy? The B-52s. Yeah, Fred Schneider and the B-52s. You know, Kimmy has sung to the Mm B-52s. We have that video. It is available on our Facebook page, also our website as well, at RileyandKimmy.com, YouTube page. Check out Kimmy. A little rewind, throwback Thursday moments. Uh, You know, check her out uh, singing that. You know, maybe I'll help people and actually repost that up on the stack on Facebook. Oh. Would you like me to do that? That would just be so great. Really? Would you like me to do that today? 
I don't think it matters what I say. Well, Kimmy, for you will honor whatever, because you are. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, you are my princess. You're my queen, Amadala. I mean, it's up to you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. We'll, we will do that. You can find that. It was, a, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yes, and I was smart to not be in that video. Mm-hmm. I, or else you wouldn't be posting it. Uh, probably not. And it was a radio station function, one of the radio stations I was part of at the time. I was part of what was called an AM-FM. And the AM station had an event. Kimmy wanted to go to it. She did with some of her friends and ended up on video. So you can see that on our Facebook page, links at RileyandKimmy.com. The year is 1986. Davy Jones, Mickey Dolenz, and Peter Tork reunite as what group, Kimmy? The Monkees. Staying in music, the year is 1989. This person's album, titled Time Waits for No One, it was released. Tell me who the recording artist is. Home is one of the tracks off of Time Waits for No One. Who's the recording artist? I don't know. Heavy influence by Prince. He wrote a lot of the tracks and was recorded at his studios and released on his label. It's Mavis Staples, the year 1989. Staying in 1989, this person records a, a few songs. One of them being this one. Can we identify who it is? If I could stick my hand in my heart, spill it all over the stage. Would it satisfy you? Would it slide on by you? Would you think the boy is strange? Ain't it strange? If I could win, if I could sing, a love song so divine. Would it be enough for your cheating heart? If I broke down and cried, if I cry, yeah, yeah. Hot Rocks Polka, recorded by whom? Weird Al Yankovic. Yes, he also records this song at the same time period. Sam in the place where I live. Ham and pork. Think about nutrition, wonder what's inside it now. Sam in my lunchbox at work. It's the best. Really makes a darn good sandwich any way you slice it at all. If you're running low, go to the store. Those recordings were for the soundtrack to his film, UHF. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. Oh, shame on you. You like Weird Al? Mm-hmm. I think you would like that film. The year is 1997. This actor is arrested for drunk driving in Michigan. He starred on this TV show, Identify It. Do you know the show, Kimmy? Home Improvement? Yes, who got in trouble with the law? Thank you, honey. And welcome to Tool Time Salute. The bathroom. I am Tim the Tool Man Taylor. You all know my assistant, Al. It's my potty. I'll cry if I want to, boy. <laughs> who got in trouble on this date, 1997? Tim Allen. That's right. The year's 1999. This recording artist wrote and recorded this song, he did it during a live webcast. The song would appear on his album, Hours. Tell me who it is. Micro thoughts and safety locks. Hearts become updated clocks. Ticking in your mind. Now it's time to close our eyes. Now it's time to say goodbye. Can you tell me who recorded What's Really Happening? 
David Bowie? That is right. And that was with a question mark. That you very good ear, Kimmy. You were able to identify that. I love that song. The year is 2014, and it's... Celebrity Notable Wedding Time, Kimmy. This recording artist and record producer marries a model. Yes, he marries a model. Tell me who he is. Now she looks like Eve, and she be dealing with some issues that you can't believe. Single black female addicted to retail as well. Uh. And when it falls down, who you gonna call now? Come on, come on. And when it all falls down, man, I promise. I'm so self-conscious. That's why you always see me with at least one of my watches. Rollies and posses. Can you tell me who that is? Kanye West. Yes, Kimmy. Who does he marry on this date, 2014? Kim Kardashian. You're right. Celebrity and notable birthdays. That's famous people born on this date in history. This next person, a comedian, Kimmy, also an actor known for being part of a comedy duo. But he also appeared on a certain TV show called That 70s Show. You know that one, right? Mm-hmm. And he was on that from 1999 to 2006 in 39 episodes. He played a hippie. Listen carefully. Tell me. A hippie who owned a photo store. Yeah, you know one of those photo huts? Yeah. Tell me who it is, Kimmy. So do you like photos, man? <laughs> okay, you got the job, man. Nobody else showed up, man. Hey, listen, man. Hope you don't mind if I pay you in cash. I don't like Big Brother getting into my business, you dig? Man, keeping the government out of it, I'm so with you. No, my big brother, man. He's always hitting me up for money. Oh, because you're the responsible one? Yeah, it's my curse, man. Hey, listen, I, I got to go uh, do a thing at uh, a place. Can you tell me who is having a birthday today? Tommy Chong. That's correct. How old is he today? Within five years. Uh, 75. Tommy Chong is 80 today. Moving somewhere else on the birthday list, somebody part of what I call forgotten Hollywood. Actress born 1914, her name Lily Palmer. Her career began in uh, British films, and then in the 1930s, she came to the States and would star in many major Hollywood productions, earning a Golden Globe nomination for her performance in But Not For Me in 1959. She was also no stranger to TV, daytime TV. Back in the early 50s, she had her own show. Hello. Today I'm going to talk to you about a great and strangely fertile Spanish playwright called Lope de Vega. And as my honored guest, I have my favorite American author, Mr. Thornton Wilder. Be back with you in a moment. I have to confess to you that for many years, among all American authors, I've loved Thornton Wilder. I have read and reread and re-reread The Bridge of San Luis Rey and my favorite of all, The Ides of March. And I've acted out to myself our town and the skin of our teeth. But I've never met him. It's strange because among theatrical people you usually meet the authors, but I've never met Thornton Wilder, though I've always looked out for him. Kimmy, little throwback Thursday moment there. Hmm. That's Lily Palmer. Next individual, part of the music world. Kimmy, a musician, a singer, songwriter. He has sold more than 100 million records making him one of the best-selling music artists of all time. Who is having a birthday? How old is he? Once you identify him, you have a plus or minus of five years. How does it feel to be without a home? Who is that? Bob Dylan. Yes, how old is he today? Within five years. 74. He is 77 today. Next person, actor. He is 75 years old today. Known for this TV show, Identify It. Can you tell me the name of the show? MASH. That's right. We uh, cheated a little bit with an elevator version, you know, music version of the theme. Here he is talking about the role he played and the role that made him famous. Tell me. 
who it is. In, in this backdrop of this horrible uh, war experience, a void was there. You needed a character where the experience of war registered on their face for the first time, like a little kid discovering something for the first time. You needed that. And that's how MASH came into my life and Radar, the character of Radar. Can you tell me who that is? Gary Berghoff? That's right. Gary Berghoff celebrating his 75th birthday today. You can catch him on Me TV. They run it every night, double episodes. And by the way, one of the things he does now is he is, well, for the past few years, he is an accomplished painter, paints wildlife. He's really uh, into wildlife and animal rescues. Mm. So if you have an opportunity to see him and his art, that'd be something to check out. And he is a drummer. If When you see Radar play drums on MASH, he is actually playing. None of that's dubbed. That's, mm. that's the real wow. deal. And you can catch him on Buzzer TV because in the 70s, he would appear on like Match Game and shows like that. So you, you can catch him. Next person having a birthday is 74 today. Kimmy, singer, tell me who it is. That song hit number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100 back in 1985. Who is having a birthday today? Patti LaBelle. You're right, Kimmy. Next individual was married to somebody extremely famous from 1967 to 1973. She was very young when she met him, and matter of fact, quite young when she married him. Tell me who it is. Here she is, 1980, in an interview with Tom Snyder, talking about meeting her future husband. Gee, it was, uh, gosh, um, a month after I arrived in Wiesbaden, Germany. I was sitting in a snack bar. It wasn't really a snack bar. It was just a place where a lot of the people would used to go and have hamburgers and Cokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a gentleman came up to me and asked if I'd like to meet Elvis. And I thought he was kidding and said, sure, yeah. All right, now what? And he says, no, I'm really serious. I go to his house a lot. And um, would you like to go? And I said, I still didn't believe him. And then it was another day that I was there, and he was also there. He said, I'm, I'm serious. I told him about you, and, and he'd like to meet you. It sounds very, you know, offbeat, but that's exactly how it happened. And then I asked my parents. My parents uh, were very leery. I didn't think, uh, had really checked him out to see if it was okay. And I went, and from that moment on, we started seeing each other. Who is that, Kimmy? Priscilla? <laughs> that is, that is yes. I, I thought you were going to say the mother of Lisa Marie, but you're right. It's Priscilla. Priscilla what? Presley? Yes, and how old is she today within five years? 70? She is 73 today. Next, a singer. She is the eldest daughter of a very famous country musician, singer, an icon. The dad was huge. She charted on both charts, meaning the country charts and the pop charts. 1981, this was a number one country hit. It was a number 22 hit for her on the top 40 charts. 1981, tell me who's having a birthday today, her 63rd birthday. Girls in the bars thinking, who is this guy? But they don't think nothing when they're telling you lies. You look so careless when they're shooting that bull. Don't you know heartaches are heroes when their pockets are full? Tell me you're trying to cure a seven-year age. is it kimmy i don't know i thought you would guess actually sylvia who had the hit nobody Mm. but no it's not sylvia this person had a a very famous country singer father who was also an actor as well at times here's one of her big hits country chart wise number one 1987 who is it Kid boy who played the Tennessee flat top box and he would play 
Does that help at all, Kimmy? No. Her father, known for wearing all black. Johnny Cash? That's right. It's Roseanne Cash celebrating her 63rd birthday today. Next person, Kimmy. He is 62. He's, well, was founder and lead singer for this group. Identify the group. Can you tell me the group? No. You don't remember that number six top 40 hit from 1986? I, re- I know the song. Okay, it's Cameo, so you probably can't oh. tell me who he is, or can you? No. Larry Blackmon, celebrating a birthday today. He is 62. I see dead people. Notable deaths, famous people who passed away on this date in history. The year is 1974. This American composer... Band leader dies at the age of 75. He had his own band that he led from 1923 until his death. His career spanned over 50 years. Played in your hometown, Kimmy, at that vaudevillian theater, that beautiful vaudevillian theater. Here is his signature song, a hit from 1941. Tell me who it is. Tell me who that is. Glenn Miller? No. He's a pianist. This person is. That was him tickling the 88s there. Um, Tommy Dorsey? That was a good uh, guess, by the way. No. that It's Duke Ellington. Duke Ellington. And there's a, there's a classic photo of downtown, your downtown hometown with his name on the marquee. Next individual, 2008, died at the age of 86. He was a comedian, part of a duo. The two of them, well... They had a TV show, Kimmy, that ran from 1968 to 1973. Identify the TV show. Can you tell me the name of the TV show? Laughing? Sakatumi. Yes, Kimmy, you got that right. He was part of Laughing. His name is, you know, it's blank and blank, Laughing. Tell me who it is. Here he is talking about the creation of Laugh-In. We did another pilot in San Francisco where it was, it was uh, really uh, a little wacky. Uh, we opened the show getting out of a limousine in front of, the, in front of the theater, and somebody handed me a 25-pound cake of ice. This goes really back to Olsen and Johnson. And I, I, I handed it to Dan, and Dan handed it to me, I handed it to somebody else, and it traveled all through the crowd and, and traveled into the theater with us, and, was, and we sent it up into the audience. It was hilarious for, for a good two-minute opening. <laughs> and then we had uh, cameos. We had, I remember we had Joey Bishop, Louis, Lucille Ball. Uh, we filmed these little things where they just cut in cut them in from nowhere saying something uh, silly and uh, so we had cameos and we had uh, it was really uh, the kind of the forerunner of laughing can you tell me who that is Kimmy Martin that's his last name his first name I don't know that's Dick Martin okay yeah Dick Martin, Dan Rowan, they were a comedy oh, team. Okay. Dick Martin died on this date, 2008, at the age of 86. Judges say you did a fantastic job today on this throwback day, Kimmy. Thank you. And we are definitely going to throw it back. We're going to go back in time and honor something we talked about on trivia with the golden age of radio. We mentioned moments ago that actress Lily Palmer was born on this date in 1914. We have a 1946 golden age of radio production she starred in. 
It's called Philomel Cottage. The plot, a woman living in an isolated house, discovers that her husband has plans to kill her that evening. This is great theater of the mind. It's based on the works of author Agatha Christie. Going back in time. Here is our tribute to Lily Palmer from 1946 on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hello, Mel Cottage. What's that, Alex? Oh, I was just reading the sign over the gate. What does Philomel mean? Why, you little foreigner, we've been here for three weeks and you still don't know. Philomel is another name for the bird that's supposed to sing only for lovers. We've been hearing it every twilight. Nightingale. Of course. <laughs> that sign, Philomel Cottage, is the main reason I wanted this place for us. Glad you bought it? Oh, Gerald, this was a 50-50 investment and you know it. <laughs> 50-50. A thousand pounds from me and two from you. <laughs> but we did have to have the place, didn't we? Oh, what an utterly hopeless romantic I'm at. <laughs> well, you can't get out of it now. Oh, Gerald, do you know what day today is? Uh, today, it's the 13th. It's our anniversary, darling. We've known each other exactly a month. No, exactly 30 days. <laughs> oh, Gerald, really, now. Oh, what, what, what is it, dear? Do you have that pain again? No, no. It's just a little indigestion, oh. I think. Oh, Gerald. Let me help. Do you want me to get your... No, no. Oh, well, there, it's 11.35. I'd better get out of the village. <laughs> Want to get that camera equipment. <laughs> and the human timetable walks through the garden gate. My dear, there's nothing wrong with system, even on a honeymoon. The sooner I go, the sooner I get back. Come on, Gerald, forget your old photography. Why don't you stay and do some gardening? Be good for you. It's better for old George. He gets paid for it. He's not you again until Saturday. The place will go to rack and ruin. Over my dead body. Goodbye, dear. Now, don't walk too fast, dear. Remember last time... And be careful, darling. Be careful? Well, it had just slipped out. Be careful. I was swinging there on the garden gate, smiling out my happiness across a part of England that was as remote and placid as any you'd care to find. I wondered why I said such a ridiculous thing. If this were London, say, that would have... London? And slowly my smile fell away. I knew then that the memory of that last week in London had never really been far from my mind. That and that last talk with Dick on the top deck of the bus crossing Trafalgar Square. I'd never seen him like that before. Gerald Martin. I tell you, Alex, the man's a perfect stranger to you. You know nothing about him. I know that I love him. Well, how can you know in a week? You've only met him. Well, it doesn't take everyone seven years to find out they're in love with a girl. That's meant for me, isn't it, Alex? It's Alex. no use, Dick. Alex, don't you know what it's been for me not being able to tell you? I couldn't, not with the income I had. And then I decided I couldn't wait any more. I was going to tell you anyway. And you know what happened. Oh, I'm afraid I don't. Yes, you do. That money you inherited. That money from your cousin or uncle or whoever it was. Well, I don't see what... You didn't think that I could ask you to marry me then, do you? You didn't think I could live off your money. I'm sorry, Dick. Believe me, I am, but I... It really doesn't matter now, one way or the other. Doesn't matter, does it? You can bet it matters to that mutton chap. That's what he's after. You mark my words, he's after your money. Dick, it might interest you to know that Gerald has money of his own. Far more than I have. And more than I am. Maybe that's the difference. I've had enough of this. I'm getting off at the next stop. Alex, please. All right. But let me tell you something. If you think I'm going to let Gerald cut me out and not do anything about it, you're very much mistaken. I'll catch up with him, do you hear? I'll catch up with him if it's the last thing I do. I'll catch up with him if it's the last thing I do. Oh, it was just a, a heat of the moment outburst of hurt pride. I shook my head and shook it away. And then the telephone rang inside the cottage. Now, who could be calling? Couldn't be Gerald. Gerald had hardly had time to get beyond the turn in the road. Except that something had happened to him. If he'd had another attack, maybe maybe one of the villagers was calling to say that he'd... Oh, hello? Alex, this is Dick. What? Oh, uh, uh, who did you say? Dick? Well, Alex, what's the matter with your voice? I wouldn't have known it. It's Dick, Dick Winterford. Oh, where are you? The Traveler's Arms, that's the right name, isn't it? Around you acquainted with your village pub. You mean you're here? Yes, I'm on holiday doing a bit of fishing. Any objection to my looking up you two good people this afternoon? Oh, no, no. No, you mustn't. Well, 
course I won't bother you. I'm sorry, Dick, but I only meant that we'd be away this afternoon. Won't you come this evening? Thanks very much, but I'll probably be away by then. Depends upon whether a pal of mine turns up or not. Goodbye, Alex, and best of luck. For a long moment, I I stood quite still. And then I walked across the living room, and by the time I reached the side porch, I'd made up my mind. I would say nothing to Gerald about it. I stepped out into the garden and... Oh, why, George! I thought we'd agreed that Saturday was your day here. Oh, well, there'll be a tear over to Squires on Saturday. And I says to myself, I says, Mr. and Mrs. Martin, they won't mind if I come for one for the Wednesday instead of a Saturday. Oh, of course not, George. Uh, and then I thought, too, I might as well see you before you go away, so as to learn your wishes about the box with Eggly. Before I go away? Ah, to London tomorrow. Me? Going to London tomorrow? Now, where did you hear that? I met Mr. Martin down at village yesterday. He told me you was both going away to London tomorrow, and it was uncertain when you'd be back again. Oh, well, now, but don't tell me that you and the master disagreeing already. Hmm? Oh, uh, naturally not, no. The, this trip just slipped my mind, George. Hmm. Yes. Never could understand why anybody wanted to go up to London, though. Like Mr. Ames, what told you this house? He went up there, and to live, mind you. And after fixing up this place like he did, with tacks all over everywhere, you're going to take a loss, I says to him, when I seen he put the place up for sale. It's not everyone that'll have your fad for washing themselves in every room in the house like. But Georgie says to me, I'll get every penny at 2,000 pounds for this house. And by gummy did. He got 3,000. 2,000. The sum he was asking was talked of at the time, and the very high figure it was thought to be. No, George, you see, I gave two, and... Well, it, it really was 3,000. Mr. Ames had the cheek to say 3,000 to you. Well, he didn't say it to me, he said it to... My husband. Hmm. I reckon I'll do some spading now. Uh, and the price was 2,000. strolled on across the garden, I was conscious of a thin, vague thought struggling to make itself heard. And then abruptly it was gone. My eye had fallen upon a small, dark green object lying in the furrow beside one of the flower beds. It was Gerald's diary, my husband's pocket diary. I picked it up and opened it. I remember I scanned the entries with some amusement, once again reminded of Gerald's enslavement to time and system. <laughs> on page 21, there was an entry. April 14th, Mary Alex at St. Peter's Church, 2.30. <laughs> and then I looked at today's date, Wednesday, May 13th. Only one thing was written there in, in red pencil. It said, 6 p.m. Huh? Now, what did it mean? What was to happen at 6 p.m.? And I... Something just... Oh, oh no. But this is ridiculous. What am I afraid of? Gerald is my husband. I love him. I trust him. I... Then I looked again at that cryptic entry. 6 p.m. Oh, Alex? Yes? Yes? There you are. Ah, miss me, darling? Oh, why wouldn't I? It's 3 o'clock. You've had time to buy out the whole village. Only the camera shop. Now, if I don't have the best equipped dark room this side of London, it won't be my fault. If you're not careful, that dark room of yours is going to overflow the whole cellar. Oh, incidentally, here's something you've been watering the flowers with. Hmm? Catch. Oh, my diary. Dropped it in the garden, did I? Mm-hmm. I know all your secrets, <laughs> Oh, not guilty. Well, I'm not so sure. What about your assignation at 6 p.m. today? Oh, that. Well, you've caught me at last. It's a rendezvous with a very handsome young woman, quite remarkably like you, in fact. You're evading the issue. Not at all. That's simply a reminder that I want you to help me develop some negatives this evening. At six o'clock? Well, I'll be getting dinner. We'll eat a light supper tonight. We might have just a sandwich or two and some coffee out on the porch. Well, before we work on the negatives, you mean? Yes, that'll be pleasant, won't it? You know something, Alex? I've never found anybody yet who could touch your coffee. No, really. And that covers Australia and Canada, too. You and your mysterious past. 
<laughs> Why do you say that? No reason. I... But, Jared, I do wish I knew more about you. Alex, you're serious. Well, I know it's silly. Well, darling, but... I've told you all about me. My boyhood in Sydney, my life in Canada. Oh, I see. <laughs> you mean love affairs. You women are all alike. Well, but there must have been other women. Oh, I don't mean that you're a, you're a bluebeard what? or something, but bluebeard? surely... What puts your mind on such a subject anyway? Never mentioned it before. Oh, I don't know, Gerard. I, 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 I've been rather upset all day. I, I imagine I can thank old, old George for that. The gardener, you mean? Yes. He had some ridiculous idea. We were going away to London. He said you told Where him so. Where did you so. see him? Well, he came to work today instead of, of Saturday. The old fool. Why, Gerald. Well, he, he is an old fool. I want... Gerald. Oh, Gerald. Lie down. Lie down here, darling. I'll bring you some water. Some... Your medicine? Are you all right? Oh. I'm sorry, darling, getting you all upset about... Oh, just because of the stupid old guard. Oh, I... I... I made some weak joke to him about being off to London in the morning. He must have taken it seriously or else he didn't hear properly. <laughs> you straightened him out, I suppose. Oh, hardly. You know what a gossip he is. I didn't want the whole village to think my husband was leaving me in the dark about his plans. Are you all right, dear? You really? You told him we were going there? Naturally. Yes, of course. Sorry you were placed in that kind of a situation, darling. Don't suppose you ran into anybody else today? This far from the world, Gerald? <laughs> it isn't very likely, is it? Well, Gerald... Now, not another word. You aren't yourself now. That's quite plain, and I want you to have a little rest, a little nap. You'll be right as rain by six o'clock. Must you do those photographs tonight? You don't... My dear, when one sets the time to do something, one should stick to it. That's the only way to get through one's work. All right, up with you. Upstairs to your bed now. Very well, dear. I'll be getting things arranged in the dark. <laughs> upstairs to my room. I told myself there was no basis, no basis whatever for my state of mind. And still the turmoil, the doubt, the odd unaccountable sense of dread persisted and grew and grew until quite clearly I knew what I must do. Knew I must find some testimony to my husband's past, something to reassure me. And, and, and strangely, I remembered that single locked drawer in Gerald's bureau. I tiptoed to the door at the head of the stairs, opened it, and entered my husband's room. The key. If only I could find the key to that locked drawer. But there was none in sight. The closet, and then his coat pockets, and then... There at my feet. There on the floor. I saw it. Looked down, a small packet of letters tied with a light blue ribbon. And when I saw the uppermost envelope, my face flushed with shame. They were my own letters, love letters written to Gerald before we were married. And there was nothing else in the drawer, just a roll of ancient faded newspaper clippings. My glance at the top clipping, it was from an American paper featured the trial of one Charles Lemaitre, notorious swindler and bigamist. A skeleton had been found beneath the floor of his house, and most of the women he'd married had never been heard of again. Another of the clippings described Lemaitre's behavior in court, his interest in the cameras of the news photographers, his uh, sensational escape from prison, and another displayed his picture. Long-bearded, scholarly-looking fellow, Reminded me of someone. I glanced at the caption beneath the picture. Modern Bluebeard. Modern Bluebeard. My eyes went back to the picture. And in a flash, I saw the resemblance. I ran through the other clippings. Dates had been found in the man's pocket diary. Dates. It was contended when he'd done away with his victims. He was an amateur photographer. He was from Sydney, from Canada. He was subject to heart attacks. He was... He was Gerald. The room whirled about me. Dick had tried to warn me. Dick had been near me that morning and I turned him away. I'd... 
It was then that I noticed the sound. There was a pipe in the corner, running up through the room from below near its base. Something was striking at that pipe as, as though someone were... As though someone were digging. Yes. I knew then that Charles Lemaitre was preparing the dark room for the latest one of his victims. Less than an hour from now, all the jigsaw pieces shot into place. The money paid for the house. My money! My money only. The bonds I'd entrusted to his keeping. The... And then suddenly, I heard the quiet. The digging had stopped. Escape from that house at once, before he came out. The clippings back in the drawer. Don't lock it. Don't lock it. Don't bother. Just, just get away. I rushed to the door, out in the hall, and... Yes, my dear? Oh, you... You startled me. I, I... I... I was just... I was just trying to find you an ale file. Were you, dear? Well, that's nothing to look so guilty about now, is it? Better come on down. Getting late, you know. Gerald, I... Just have time to make the coffee and sandwiches before we do the pictures, Betty. Well, I'll be right down, darling, as, as, oh, as soon we as... we really mustn't delay, must we? Coming, Alex? Very well. Now, that's better. Never mind, Jared. It's... Why, Alex. How cold you are. Cold? Oh, yes. Yes, I am, rather. Well, that will soon pass away, I'm sure. Hurry along, dear. Hurry along. <laughs> yes. Into the kitchen. Alex, what is the matter? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Now, now I'll be all right. The kitchen. Here. Yeah, yes. I'll fix her something in a second. You just sit here in the living room and... Oh, no, no, not the porch. That'll be more comfortable, won't it? And I'll be right with you. Splendid, Alex. I'll just... Why, no, of course not. What, Gerald? How rotten of me not to have suggested it. Since you're feeling a bit under par, you can probably do with some help. I'll come with you. I knew then that some way, somehow, I must get word to Dick... The possibility that he might be gone by now, I, I, I just put out of my mind. No more panic. No more panic. When I carried the coffee out on the porch, I glanced at the clock on the mantel. It was ten minutes till six. A pity you're so abstracted, my dear. Huh? Oh, uh, why do you say that? Because you're missing the loveliest sight you are likely to see again. Look out beyond the garden. The first soft shades of twilight. <laughs> Twilight of a Philomel cottage. I say, Alex, you are below par. Well, what do you mean? Well, it's the first time you've ever slipped on the coffee. You must have tossed in the entire canister. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be more careful after this. Oh, dear. That reminds me. Alex, where are you going? Nothing to get excited about, Gerald. I, I forgot to order things for tomorrow. I'm just going to phone the grocer. Grocer this time of evening? Oh, he generally stays late on Wednesdays. I'll be right back, darling. Well, don't shut the door, Alex. Oh, it keeps the insects out of the living room. Oh, you're not afraid I'm going to make love to the grocer, are you? Operator. Exchange. Operator, get me the traveler's arms. Please hurry. Hello? Traveler's arms. Hello? Mr. Windyfoot, please. Will you? What? You don't know if he's if he's still there? Oh, well, see, won't you? It's most important. Don't let me disturb you. Oh, darling, you do. I I hate anyone listening when I telephone. <laughs> but I do, Gerald, truly. You're quite sure you're really calling the grocer? Why, as a matter of fact, I'm not sure. What? What I mean is... I'm afraid I've got the wrong person. A perfect stranger. I don't understand. Someone I know nothing about. You know nothing about? Then why don't you hang up? Here, who's at the end of that wire? Let me see. Hello? Hello? Oh, it's dead. Oh. All right, my dear. Might as well get started. Oh, we're late now. Late? For the pictures? Oh, precisely. Three minutes after six. Oh. Why, Gerald, it, it, it won't be six o'clock for eight minutes. Look at the clock there on the mantel. Oh, I don't go by that relic. I go by my own wristwatch. Gerald, listen. Stop pacing and, and listen to me. I, I I don't feel up to it tonight. I, I'm i upset and I, I, I'm tired. Alex, I promise you, you won't be a bit tired after it's over. 
No, I'm not going to wait one minute longer. No, I won't do it. I'm I'm not coming Come with along, you. Come along, Alex, or I'll carry you there. No, no. Well, do you hear? You will. Gerald, stop. Stop, I... So I've, I've got something to tell you. I've got something to confess. Confess? Yes, yes, to confess. Something something I, I ought to have told you before I've... I've had my secret past, too. A former lover, I suppose. Well, in, in, in a way, but, but something else. You'd call it... Yes, I expect you'd call it a crime. A crime? You? <laughs> I don't believe it. You'd better sit down now, Gerald. There. Hmm? I told you I'd... I told you... I'd never been married before, and that was not entirely true. There was a marriage when I was 22 in Vienna. He, 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 he was an, an elderly man with a, with a little property. I, I, I induced him to ensure his life in my favor. And, and at, at one time I was a nurse with access to a number of poisons. And there's one poison, a, 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 a white powder. You know something about poisons, perhaps? No, I know very little about them. How? Well, this one is, is absolutely untraceable. Any doctor would give a, a certificate of heart failure. And, and that... And, and, and... Oh, no! No, I can't. Go on, I want to hear. Well, all right. I, I always made this, this his coffee for him. And one evening, I put a pinch of this poison in his cup. I remember that evening how very much like, how very much like this it was, how, how peaceful he, he gasped a little and tried to move from his chair, but couldn't, and presently he died. How much was the insurance money? Uh, oh, about, about two thousand pounds. I, I, I speculated, though I, I lost it. I, and it was over two years before I married again. Huh? And, and, and he was a much younger man. Quite well off. He, there was a will in my favor. He liked me to, to make his coffee, too, just as my first husband had done. I make very good coffee. Alex. It was the same, along about twilight. The coffee. It was the same as the other. He just sat there in his chair. The coffee. And died. Our village doctor pronounced it heart failure. My husband did have a weak heart, you see. And that helped. It helped a great deal. Alex, listen. That netted me over 4,000 pounds. I didn't speculate with... The coffee. That's why I tasted it that way, you devil. You poisoned me. You poisoned me. I'll kill you. Yes, I... I poisoned you. And already the poison is working, you see. You can't move from your chair. You're lying. I'll kill you. I'll kill... What have they done to you, Alex? Uh, Constable, go we'll see what's happening in that room. Roger. I had to tell him. The most horrible story. Oh, I couldn't have kept it up any longer. You came just in time, Dick. You understood on the phone, didn't you? Oh, darling, when I heard you say you'd got the wrong person, someone you knew nothing uh, about. Excuse me, sir. What did you find, Constable? A man sitting in a chair, sir. Our trouble, it looks like, and, uh... Yes? Well, sir, he's dead. Your husband, man? You might say, a perfect stranger. He was just sitting in his chair. And presently, he died. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y. And Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, 
Be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.